Hey, in this episode of Busting Beaks and Chasing Tails, we're going to give a recap of the first week of turkey season in Missouri. Uh, I got my co-host Brian Johnson, Matt O'Harver, and Ronnie Belfield. They're going to tell us how the first week of turkey season went for them and what they're expecting over the next couple weeks. So uh, stick with us. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales podcast. Join us for turkey and deer hunting tips, information, and stories. And now your host, Todd Hogan. Hey, welcome to Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales. I'm joined on the phone tonight by my buddy and co-host Brian Johnson and Matt O'Harver, a friend of ours from high school, who's going to help us out a little bit with the podcast in the future. How you boys doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good, Todd. Thanks. Good. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do a recap. Um, you know, turkey season's rolling all around the country, and uh, it's we're in our second week here in Missouri, and uh, the three of us had a very successful first day. So I kind of want to give a recap on what happened last week. And then uh, Matt and Brian have probably been out hunting this week, so they can kind of tell you what the birds are doing too. Uh, but anyway, Beej, you, uh, you had an eventful day for more than one reason. And uh, kind of give me a rundown on what happened opening day in Missouri. All right, buddy. Um, <laughs> super exciting uh, Monday for us. Um, I've, I've, I've been playing in something for a long time. And I was hoping it all went, went as I, I had planned. So um, let me just recap. That morning, we get up. Uh, Becky and I, uh, we head out in the dark, set up a blind, which already and raised the birds. Those who don't know, who's Becky? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my sweetheart. Okay. All right. Moving but, forward. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we get set up in the dark everything we we put a blind up where i roosted the birds and uh light hits and of course you know the birds are gobbling on a roost i mean i'm getting fired up here i you know i i live for turkey season and i'm getting fired up because the birds are just going crazy and uh so so one thing leads to another and the birds are out at the opposite end of the field, they come out, hands are with them, and uh, we're kind of playing it out. And I told Becky, I said, I'm, I'm going to unzip the, the back of the blind, and I'm going to walk off, you know, a couple hundred yards and and play with the birds a little bit, get them, get them riled up, and see if I can bring them to the decoys. And uh, as soon as I unzip the back of the blind, the door, 40 yards from us, is a Tom that came in quiet and here I am caught with my pants down. I mean, I'm literally <laughs> caught and I tell Becky, you got to swing around and shoot this bird. And she goes impossible. I cannot, I cannot move, cannot move. And so finally I told her, well, give me the gun. Well, she gave me the gun and I had to shoot this bird one handed <laughs> with, <laughs> with a three inch shot you know shell in there i shoot this bird the gun kicks up hits me in the nose pops my nose i got tears running down my my face and i take off at a dead sprint 
I grab the turkey, run back, and throw it in the blind with Becky. And she's kind of freaked out with the whole thing that's going on. And I said, <laughs> just play it cool. I said, uh, there's more birds out here. We're going to get another one to come in. And, of course, you know, I think she had this uh, look of disbelief of, you know, that's going to happen. And so instantly I got on my HS uh, slate call and I start firing them birds up and I got them gobbling, just going crazy. And next thing you know, probably maybe 10 minutes goes by and another big time, which was actually bigger than the one I shot, comes up right to the decoy, you know, 20 yards. And I got Becky to get the gun out the the window of the ground blind. And I mean, she levels it. And I thought, oh my God, it was 7.05 opening morning. And we, we were done. We were done. And uh, I, I, I prayed for it that way. I honestly did. I prayed for a, a good thing because uh, little did everybody know, except for uh, Todd, you know, I told Todd what I was going to do. Um, so I wanted to get it all on film. So we did the whole interview, and then I wanted, I wanted to propose to Becky during that, and just you know, take her off her feet, you know, really surprise her. And uh, so it was a, uh, I can't ask for a better morning. We had two birds on the ground, one twenty-four pound, one twenty-six pound, both eleven-inch beards, and uh, I got to propose to her, and. Uh, if y'all haven't seen the video, I mean, it, it, it was, it was sweet as pie, her response and everything. And, uh, I was a bit nervous. Get, I ain't gonna lie. I'll get Brian to send me the video and I'll post it to the Facebook page so everybody can see it. Yeah. But uh, on the video, you can see Brian kind of standing behind Becky and you can see him fidgeting in his pocket. And I'm guessing you were looking for the ring, weren't you? Yeah. I was trying to get the ring <laughs> being and everything. I mean, it, it played out. It couldn't have played out any better, any better. I mean, I was, I was so happy. I, I was beside myself. I actually, forgot, I was so nervous. I forgot to film half the, half the stuff I was wanting to film, but at least I got the proposal <laughs> on there and I got a couple birds killed on film, but. <laughs> yeah. So this is the way this works. Brian and I have been hunting together for years since we were kids probably the first turkey season we've missed together in um, probably seven years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, little did I know when I got to his house at nine o'clock, there was an heiress to the busting beaks and chasing tails podcast <laughs> fortune. <laughs> Actually I knew, but it was pretty neat. And uh, she, um, and what I've seen the video. I've seen the video a dozen times. She, probably cried for a minute before she ever said anything didn't she oh absolutely absolutely it, <laughs> it was priceless and uh and what made it really good was uh you know after all that happened and then uh you send me the text message you know burned down that you got one and i was like man it just keeps getting better and better you know matt dropped his um, ronnie got his and, yeah. you know, several members of the, the team were just dropping birds. And I was like, man, it just doesn't get better than this. Yeah, Nathan Overberg, who was hunting the farm next to me, was guiding his, uh, who helps us out on the podcast a lot, was guiding his cousin, who is, uh, let's see, 
Ethan's 15, I guess. And uh, he dropped one about 7.30. Um, and then Ronnie dropped his. Did he drop his opening morning or was it day two? I think he dropped his day two. Okay. And then Matt McAnally, who helps us out a lot, he dropped his on day three, I think. So. Yeah. All right. So that kind of caps that. We'll come back to you, Beach. You can tell us what happened yesterday. But, uh, okay. Matt, um, you had a big opening day. Uh, so kind of give us a rundown on what happened, bud. Well, um, if, if it's okay, I'm going to give a little backstory to the reason why I'm hunting. Absolutely, bud. Uh, um, as a kid, unlike you and Brian, I didn't hunt a ton when I was a kid. Um, squirrel hunt, rabbit hunt, till I was in my 20s, and then life took over and didn't do a whole lot. Um, when my son was born, when he was four, he was diagnosed with a neuromuscular disease, and they told us he'd probably live to be in his late teens. And uh, when he was nine, he went into a wheelchair. When he was 16, he was pretty much losing use of his arms. Um, he could still use his hands, but he, we have always tried to get him whatever he wanted to do. We figured out a way to make it happen. And uh, about 2014, uh, we were watching TV one night. And we were watching shows, and he was watching coyote hunting and turkey hunting and deer hunting. And um, he just looks at me and he says, Dad, I want to learn to hunt. You know, and I'm, uh, okay, well, I can take you squirrel hunting. He says, no, I want to hunt turkey and deer. Well, you know, they make it look easy on TV. I had never done it. So I'm in my 40s taking my hunter certification course. And for five years, we turkey hunted with no success at all. Um, so opening morning this year, um, he's still convinced dad's going to get him a turkey. And luckily I had, I had Brian and, and Todd to, to fall back on and help him move with a lot of things. And so well, let's, we can, in, you can stop there, Matt. You had Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, true, but, but you're the podcast guy and the podcast between, between all of the hosts, the people you've had on and there, they, they, they walked me in my mind through opening morning this year to make it happen. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Matt. I gotta, I gotta tell you that that the guys that that we've had on the podcast, I mean, excellent hunters, and um, you know, there's there's things that I I I literally been doing this my whole life, and they remind me of certain things that I forget, and I that's why I love this sport. I mean, it's you're constantly learning, and and for you, God bless you. I mean, and all them everybody's going to help you out no matter what you need yeah it's uh it's it's been a great help but uh opening morning just i mean it was i didn't sleep the night before i'm nervous um um i know there's birds there i just got to figure out how to kill one and uh so i get to my i get to my little blind at uh about 5:15 and i set a couple decoys out in the food plot and I, I sit down and I just wait and wait and about 10 till six way down on the other side of the field. I can hear some birds flying down. Never heard a gobble, never heard anything. Um, and so, so I hit the, I hit the call a couple of times and then I just sit quietly and probably a hundred yards away. I see a couple of what look like to be Jake's to me coming in. I mean, they're, they're literally at a full sprint from over and uh so i 
I look at, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, ah, oh, those are just Jake's. I, I'm gonna shoot, a, I'm gonna shoot a long beard. That, that's that's my whole goal. He wants a beard. He wants fans. He wants a set of spurs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. So, I don't have my gun raised, which is apparently rule number one. You're supposed to have your gun raised. <laughs> I didn't. I was, but but I did turn my GoPro on so I could get some footage of of the them coming in. About 30 yards out, I realized the second one is one of the big toms with probably a 10 or 11 inch beard that I've been watching on my trail cameras. And he's strutting, he's purring. He, I mean, he's just, he's all flared up and my gun's sitting on my lap and I do everything that I can to be as still as I can and get my gun up. And he's got his back to me, fan up ready. And just as I get my gun close to my shoulder, he has turned and saw me. And they're gone out of the field. This is 10 after six opening morning. And my heart sunk. I was like, oh, rookie mistake. What are you doing? You've done this for five years. <laughs> so I was, I was just, you know, it was, it was okay. First opening morning, I, I got some time. About every 15 minutes, little calls and probably 10 till seven. I had a hen answer me on my left behind me. And she came in the field, looked at my decoys, and she got a little, a little sketchy. But I gave her a couple soft little purrs, little, and she settled in, and she started feeding. She started grooming, and she was just, you know, making little yelps. Perfect decoy. I don't have to do anything. And about 15 minutes into this, I hear a gobble to my left at the other end of the field. Now, my gun is to my shoulder. And your heart <laughs> racing. <laughs> oh, my heart was racing because as soon as I heard it, I said, oh, it's on now. <laughs> this is going to happen. So I've got my gun raised. The, the hen is out in the field. She's literally coming within seven or eight yards of me, right in front of me, and just feeding real relaxed. And the tom is coming in really slow, um, gobbling every now and then but he's skirting my food plot to the far side. Uh, so he's probably about 45 yards out from me and there's a little drop off and all I can see is his head pop up or his fan pop up and she's staying close to me. And I'm thinking, well, he's got, she's just going to pull him right into me and it's going to be a quick, easy shot. No big deal. Well, about that time she decided she was going to start working her way to the right and out of the food plot. And of course he's, on the outer edge of the food plot trailing her down and he finally popped himself up a little bit into the food plot and at about 40 yards I had patterned my gun out there and I knew I knew I could reach him and I knew I could knock him down and uh, so I settled in on him I let him come up a little closer and he came probably to about 37 yards and man I shot and I saw him flop and I was just, I mean, I was thrilled. <laughs> I, mean, I, I knew, I knew I had finally knocked down a dang one. Oh, I love it. I love and, it. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was, I, I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. I mean, it, it was, it was such a rush because it's took, it's taken me five years for this to happen. And uh, I went down and I got him and I brought him up and I took a few pictures and uh, I stand up and behind me in my food plot, there's a little doe feeding probably 15 yards from me <laughs> very she's cool standing there and she's standing there and i'm like 
So I get I get everything done and I come home and and uh, probably the the neatest deal about all of this is I come home and I get to show my son the turkey and uh, my wife and her infinite wisdom. I'm he's still in he has a hospital bed that he sits in. And he has his um, his breathing machine on that helps him breathe. And uh, so I, I take the turkey out of the back of the truck and I walk outside his window and I'm holding the turkey up so he can see it. And my wife is inside, <clears throat> sorry, and she's and she's taking pictures. And you can see him and you can see me. And it was it was awesome. It, it was it cool. Really was awesome. I saw the picture. It it'll melt your heart. Yeah, I love that. I loved it. Well so. very cool, Matt. That's uh good for you. Um we've all we've all known each other since we were kids. We all went to high school together, but we kind of as we grew up, we kind of fell apart or fell away from each other. And probably 10 years ago, I ran into you at a basketball game when you were taking pictures for the newspaper and, and we got to talking again, but, uh, and then we just kind of got to back together through Facebook, but I, it's, it's awesome. That's awesome. What you do for your boys. Awesome. And the fact that you've become such an accomplished hunter so quick. I mean, you did some of it as a kid, but, but you know, the stuff you picked up as a grown man, it's, it's cool. And not to be outdone, you, I mean, that was your first long beard, but you've killed some dandy deer over the last few years. Well, I, I only get to take credit for one. The rest of them are his deer, um, <laughs> according to him. Sure. So, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, whatever I do, I, I do, I'm doing for him. And he gets to take the credit. And uh, but he did let me. Um, in 2016, I had killed him a doe and killed a really big, um, non-typical um, buck that we chased for two years um, that he nicknamed uh, Crazy Horns. And uh, in December, I uh, I took my first Pope and Young with my um, bow, a big ten pointer, and he finally let me claim one deer. So well, I did get to claim <laughs> that one. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And that deer was a dandy. Well, it was in the 140s, right? Yeah, he scored um, green. And he scored like one forty-five. Yeah. So, I, I remember you texted me that night, and I was, and he's like, "Are you hunting?" And I said, nah, "It was a couple weeks after gun season, and I was kind of burnt out." I was like, "No, are you?" And you're like, "Yeah." And so I was like, "Well, good luck to you." Thinking, "Well, deer are all spooked. You're playing against see crap." And about twenty minutes later, you go, "I just killed a giant." And I was like, yeah, "I bet you did." And then you sent me a picture. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah, the, the first the first person I texted after I shot that arrow was Todd, and and I said, "Man, are you busy?" And you're like, "Man, I'm doing something with the kids." And I'm like, "Oh man, I might need help trailing this thing because I I thought I swear I shot this deer low." And uh, Todd says, Todd texts me back and he says, "Can you see the arrow?" I said, "It's in the field. I'll go get it." And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Todd. And Todd texted me right back. He says, "That's a dead deer." He said, "Give him 15 minutes and go find it." And uh, he was he wasn't sixty yards away from from where I found the arrow. So uh, <laughs> that's sweet, really cool, Matt. Well, um, we're gonna have you on this uh, this definitely this fall, so you can kind of keep us informed on what you're seeing. If you're cool with that. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'll 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 give you my story, but there wasn't much to it. Um, and I'm I'm gonna say it's because I'm that great a hunter, but it just so happens. Uh, Brian knows my spot. It just so happens that it's the spot. Oh, Would you not hole. agree, Beach? It's a honey hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out there, and for the first time in, like I said, seven or eight years, um, I don't have my cameraman with me and my expert caller with me. Um, and so I'm 
flying by the seat of my pants. And about yeah, I sit there in the dark in my little shanty for probably oh 35 minutes, long enough that I I had the uh, heater going and was cooking a pop tart on top of the heater. Um, and I had uh, six trail cameras set up in this food plot, and they were all on video. And then I had three cameras inside the blind. And I, this is no lie. Brian will, Brian will verify this because he's been out there. But it sits on a knoll that sits above uh, the Big River, which is right here by where we live. It's it's a river runs through our area. And I had no less than six birds sounding off within 400 yards of me. And I could tell at least three of them were, were close and they were big. You could tell they had that deep, deep gobble. And so about um, – 6.30, well, I know it was 6.30 because by at 6.32, I, I texted BJ. Uh, they pop out on this little logging road out in front of me about 80 yards out, but they, these two big longbeards. They always come from there. What's that? They always come from yeah. that spot. <laughs> always. And, and BJ, because he films for me all the time out there, so do the deer, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. A, <laughs> I don't have to move the cameras. I just got to turn them on. Yeah. <laughs> So they come walking down the road and uh, that road out on a bunch of road. It's maybe a path big enough to get a four wheeler down, but I keep it cleared so I can see down through there. And they get within about um, they got within about sixty yards of me, and they hung up and they just kept strutting and strutting and strutting. And I just decided I was going to wait. And if they acted like they turned to go, then we we decide what we we're going to do there. And the biggest of the two made a little break and he started to come towards them and then the other one kind of broke away a little bit and he was going to turn and go with him and that's when I decided I better do it so at that point I made my first call of the morning and I clucked just enough to get him to stick his head out and that's when I put the hammer on him and I at about 55 yards I blew him backwards so and the best part was I had the big camera on him I had a tacticam which Matt gave me recently uh, on him and I also had a uh, Browning trail camera run at the same time on video so I got him at three different angles uh, getting flipped over backwards wow so um, by what time was it Brian by 640 I was done yeah right? yeah yeah by 830 I was at Brian's house and we were taking pictures of uh, Brian's Brian's turkey Becky's turkey and mine and having a good time and cutting up and and about wasn't too long after that, we got a text from Matt. So it was a good morning all the way around. Oh, you, you couldn't beat that morning, and I wish I could replay it again and again and again. It was uh, – It was you, – you guys can verify this. Um, it was the kind of morning that I would think of when I thought of, like, ideal turkey conditions. Uh, a little bit crisp, yeah. clear. Uh, the day before, it had, had rained quite a bit, and so they, they had been kind of cooped up. Um, and they were going nuts that first morning here in Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh, that first morning, uh, like I said, there was gobbles from all around us, and Todd knows my spot. I've, I've got a turkey mecca. I mean, it, Oh, he does. It's uh, The deer hunting is a little bit harder, but uh, turkey hunting there, and I'm talking 25 years I've been hunting this farm, and it's it's opening day every year just you know a ton of birds gobbling it's it's great absolutely great and it, i don't know how many times you and i have filmed on one farm packed up all our stuff 
and gone to the next farm and you've killed, you've filmed me killing and then I've filmed you oh, killing. Yeah. Um, we don't have, we have our share of big deer around here. We don't grow giants. Um, I mean, we have a few, but you know, we, a good deer around here is like Matt's deer in the one forties. Right. Uh, but I'll say this, uh, we've got turkeys like you wouldn't believe. Oh, I don't think, uh, you and I have, uh, have, have been quite a few places hunting birds and, uh, uh, Everywhere I go, whenever whenever somebody tells me, "Oh, this is a big bird," and I look at it and I'm like, um, "Okay, well, you have you haven't been to DeSoto, so." <laughs> <laughs> well, I failed to mention this, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit here, but it was nothing more than luck. But uh, that's the biggest that's the biggest turkey I've ever killed. It had um, monster almost an inch in almost an inch and three quarter spur on one foot and the other, the other, uh, had a broken spur on it, which is when I rolled it over, I thought it was a young one. Cause I could just see the, the broken spur. It looked like a rounded off spur, but it was a monster Had a inch and three quarter, uh, spur and, um, almost a 12, 12 inch beard. And it actually had a double beard. You couldn't tell it until I cut it loose, but there, you can tell there's two distinct beards. Yeah. There. That so, was a heck of a bird. Heck good. Of a bird. Good morning. Um, let's kind of fast forward here. Matt, have you have you been out this week? Uh, I've been out two days this week. Any luck? Heard anything? They they different than they were last week? I have not heard a gobble. And both mornings I've been out, uh, I had a hen feed in the food plot. And that was it. Really? Yeah. No, and I... I uh, I will tell you, I'm only hunting till um, probably 9:45 because I have to get home and help get my son up and and out of bed and stuff. So I don't I don't get to hunt till you know the the toms that I have been seeing in my food plot right now on my cameras they've been in about 10:45 to 11 by themselves. Ooh. Yeah, um, but I I can't I can't hunt that long because I need to be home to help. I'm I'm off work for the COVID thing because he's so high risk. Um, so we're self quarantined. Um, so I'm coming home and helping get him up and, and get him taken care of. Uh, he's getting a little big for my wife to be lifting around. So I do, I do all the heavy lifting. I think. There you go. Well, hopefully this week, uh, you can in Missouri here, we can kill two birds. You can only kill one the first week, but you can, after that, you can kill your second. So hopefully you can drop one as the week plays on. BG, you got to hunt. You were off for a week. Um, and you, after you killed yours, you guided a few people. Yeah, I guided um, a few hunts, and what we, a, they were uh, awesome hunts. Uh, Don Seltzer, um, as soon as um, as soon as actually you left our house, uh, we loaded up the birds and the hunting gear, drove uh, thirty minutes down to meet Matt and Don Seltzer, and uh, I took Don out. And um, what I always tell you, Todd, eleven o'clock. Eleven yeah. o'clock is the is the magic hour, and uh, took Dawn out at, at eleven and called in four birds, and she got to shoot hers, which was a monster bird too. So, I mean that, that worked out just extremely well, and then uh, you know called in a couple couple more birds for other people and uh, had it had a blast had a blast. So. Um... You had to go back to work today, but what did you see yesterday? I know you had a good day. You didn't. <laughs> yesterday, people, um, goes down in my books as uh, probably one of the greatest 
greatest hunts I've been on. And uh, so we we went out early morning and wasn't much gobbling and anything. And uh, so I, you know, I could tell Becky was kind of getting discouraged. And, and I was like, well, just just give it time. You know, whenever eleven o'clock hits, I said uh, I said I'll get these birds fired up. And uh, so we we kind of waited around, went to uh, another farm, and by eleven o'clock. Um, I laid into it and next thing you know, we had birds gobbling, just going crazy. So I'm doing a lot of cutting everything and I'm getting these birds really fired up. So we moved to, uh, the crest of the ridge and next thing you know, um, at a hundred yards ahead of us, I've got five long birds and I'm talking good three to the four year old long bird all grouped up just hammering and it didn't it didn't matter what i did i could whistle i could say uh say anything and these birds would would just gobble and i'm sitting there and i'm watching <laughs> and i'm like this is an incredible hunt you know she's getting to experience something that people would love to see and so these birds they came within you know 80 yards of us and they're sitting there strutting, doing their stuff. A group of hens come in. Uh, they the the birds follow them to the edge of the field, breed a couple hens. Um, then I called them back. And at this point in time, they're maybe seventy yards. And a couple deer actually came out, and we had deer feeding in the field right by us. And I'm just looking, and I'm like, Becky, it doesn't get any better than this. So I, I crouched down and uh, told her, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to walk back behind us about a hundred yards, call a little bit, see if I can draw them closer to you. If they get close, go ahead and, you know, shoot one. So I did it. And next thing you know, the birds that they came in and at one point in time, it was 40 yards, but it was kind of through some uh, thicket and she didn't have a shot. So I crawled, I crawled back up to her. The birds are, you know, by this time, maybe 50 yards from her. And, uh, but there's a, there's a brush line right in front of us and they're on the other side and all we can see is the heads. So eventually, you know, I just start giving real soft fur in which they come around us and come around from the backside. So at this point, I mean, Becky are standing up. So I got to turn her body, get her around and the poor, the poor girl held this gun. She's standing up and held the gun up. I know it was 15 to 20 minutes, and she's got it on the bird, and the bird's at 70 yards lead gobbler, you know, by this time. And I just keep telling her, be patient, wait. And next thing you know, I look at me, the end of the gun barrel is just going down, and they come back up, going down, come back up. <laughs> And I said, babe, I said, are you okay? She goes, my arms are numb. She goes, I can't hold this gun anymore. And I said, well, I said, well go ahead and, and let it back down. And the whole time, God love her, she's, she's pleading with me to take the shotgun and shoot one of these gobblers. And I'm in tears laughing. And I'm like, no, babe, this is your hunt. You're going to do it. 
<laughs> I mean, they came well. out, and I said, okay, get the gun up. And she's trying her, her damnedest to, to raise the gun, but her arms are like jello, and she couldn't do nothing, <laughs> you know, and give credit to her. She wasn't going to pull no iffy shot. So finally, she just drops the gun, and she says, I can't do it. <laughs> And the birds kind of the birds kind of well, a little spooked, you know, and they walked off. And she's going, she's going, babe, I'm so sorry, you know. Why didn't you take the gun? And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, I've killed hundreds of birds. I I don't even that that experience for her was the best ever. And and we came back, and the, the entire time she's going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, don't be sorry. It was incredible. <laughs> Well, she's already a better hunter than you and I because you and I would have talked each other into taking a iffy shot. It didn't take much for me and you. Oh, which you know me, Todd. When that bird hit, when that bird hit sixty yards, I know my gun. I it was, I would have been pulling that trigger faster than anything. Oh, that gun's unreliable, and and that bird crosses. <laughs> I'm not too sure 70 wasn't yeah. within its range, but, but 60 yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, good time. It was, it was uh, awesome. And uh, I am, I'm so looking forward to this Friday because uh, I'm going to head up this Friday and I picked out one bird in there that he's, he's kind of like your bird Todd with uh, almost two inch hooks, just real, real heavy yeah. bird. And, and he's kind of haunting me right now. So hey, look, let me ask you something, Beach. Uh, so we're now in Missouri. We're in the second week. This is uh, what is today? Twenty yeah. eighth of April. What What are you looking for here in the next week or so that uh, guys should be keen on um, as far as what what well, they're doing? Um, at this point in time, I could tell you from yesterday going out, which was uh, opening day for, of our second week. I can already tell how. Uh, how the bird, they, it, was, it was a little bit harder to get them fired up. And uh, so I, mm-hmm. I switched from the box to the plate, you know, and, and just got really aggressive to get them fired up. And I can almost bet you come Monday or uh, this Friday that it's going to be even more difficult, more difficult. And what I would say, and you know me, Todd, I mean, um, if I know birds are in the area, within hearing distance i i will be as patient as possible so i'll get there in the morning and i don't i don't think the birds are going to come off and be aggressive most of them are going to be call shy so what i'm going to resort to is a couple lost calls and then uh mainly going into a lot of uh purrs and clucks just to try and coax them in but uh I think the, I think being the second week, the more you call, if you if you're gonna just keep at them, them birds are gonna hang up and you're not gonna get them in. You're gonna have to have to be patient, put out some decoys, give something they can see, and entice them in with uh, um, just subtle calls. What what would be your decoy setup of choice right now? I know what it is early on, but what are you going with now? Now um, I may put out a Jake. Um, which I normally I never do, but uh, uh, being the way it is right now, I'm put out a, a feeding hen and a Jake, 
Okay. What's um, you thinking? I know mid morning is always big for you anyway, but you think in mid morning now with the hens going to, to nest, oh, they'll be ab- out looking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, early season, I'll get out there and um, I'll try and get them off the roost and, you know, play the exciting thing. But uh, definitely, definitely second, the second week after every hunter has been calling at these birds and, you know, all three of us, we, we hunt in a highly uh, hunted environment around us. You know, everybody's in the woods. Everybody we know pretty much hunts and fishes and outdoorsmen. And that's just our area that we live in. So, I mean, you got to, you really have to, to try and outsmart these birds because everybody's been out there trying to kill them. So they've wisened up to a lot of stuff. Yep. All right, boys. Well, hey, Matt, um, I really appreciate you being on here, man. And uh, we're going to definitely catch up with you uh, this fall if you're cool oh, with I'm, that. I'm definitely cool. It was it was an honor to be on here with you guys. It really was. Well, thanks for being on. Oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think you're uh, I think you're forgetting who you're talking to. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> um, I, I, I tell Brandon we I said will, hey and uh, and uh, good luck to you, man. Um, tell him stay strong. I know that you guys are you're doing what you have to for your son uh, with this COVID thing. So, and I'm sure it sucks for everybody, but it really sucks for you. But we're thinking about you and um, good luck next week or the, this week, whenever you can get out, uh, Brian, uh, I think it'd be awesome if you'd break your streak of two <laughs> long beards for 25 yeah. years or whatever. Baby. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll be back on the podcast. We we're going to have uh, Ronnie Belfield on with us tonight too, but he was actually going to put one to roost and we may splice his, uh, his, uh, turkey hunt in on the end of this but i appreciate you guys being on here you guys want to throw uh, anything I, out for all call i gotta say is good luck to everybody be patient this week and uh um definitely things that things will happen um at later on in the morning if if you're not lucky enough to get them off the roost just be patient and uh give it your all okay matt you got yeah, the only thing i'm gonna add is you guys need to listen to everybody but me on this podcast uh <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh hey i do have one other thing i want to ask you who's finding morels i have not found any yeah i found some beach <laughs> i know you have god <laughs> <laughs> whose tailgate was that in the pictures yeah that was, uh that's, that's nathan's Nathan? that's on that farm i'm oh, hunting on <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh no good my my fat butt wouldn't go off the hill and look for them, but if I would have, they were there. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. All right, boys, we're going to call this some quits. I appreciate you guys being on here. Uh, good luck to you, and uh, we'll see pictures of both your turkey before the end of the week on the Facebook page, all right? Good. Take care. All right. all right, guys. Hey, with me now is our buddy Ronnie Belfield. How you doing, Ronnie? Good. How you doing? Doing good. Hey, I know uh, you had some success last week. Was it opening day or day two? Uh, opening day, Monday morning. I killed opening you. day. Well, we were just talking on the other part of the podcast, which we were trying to get you on. Uh, we're going to splice this on the back end of it, but uh, you had something you had to do tonight. We'll get into that in just a second. But I think we said it was day two for you, but it was actually day one. So good for yeah. you, bud. Yeah, yeah. Can you, uh, cool. you kind of give me a rundown on what happened opening morning? 
Yeah, we um, we had birds, and I mean they were gobbling really good, and we had seen a couple birds, but couldn't really close the deal. And there's a uh, one logging road that leads to it's a big green field that's in the middle of the timber, and it it never fails. There's always turkeys on that logging road, and I told my dad, I was like, we better be ready because I know as soon as we around these corners in this road, we're gonna see birds out in it. And sure enough, just like every year we do it, there was three birds standing out in the middle of it. Well, I have a tactic I use. I don't know if a lot of people do, but um, I learned it whenever I hunted Iowa two years ago. And uh, I use a Reaper fan, which is, uh, I just took the fan off one of the turkeys I've killed and stuck it on it. But um, I'll just get behind the fan and crawl out in the wide open with them and just crawl right up to them and shoot them. So, So, is that what you did with this one? Yeah, yeah, that's how I killed him Monday. I mean, they I seen them, and I know they seen us, but they just seen movement, didn't know what it was. They just know something moved. Well, then, once I popped around the corner with that strutter fan, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that they all thought that it was just more turkeys coming up the road. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as I got up over the little rise in the road, I looked up underneath the fan, and he come in strutting. And uh, I mean, I just stood, I, mean, I just stayed there and let him come to me, and he walked all the way to me until he. Had a uh, turkey load on his way in. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it was a good bird too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was wasn't bad size. Pretty good for. He didn't really have much spurs, which it's. I mean, a couple of people's been kind of saying that here. The last couple of birds I've seen killed that for some reason the spurs ain't much, but he was a uh, he was a nice bird. Good. So, uh, what'd you do tonight? Fill us in on that. <laughs> well, I had to get off here a while ago. I had to go listen for some turkeys so I can go try to fill my second tag in the morning. There you go. So. <laughs> yeah i uh i went out tonight it was windy and i had uh my wife and all the kids with us so nathan thought he had heard one of my oldest boy right before dark but it was so windy it was tough to even pinpoint him so it's supposed to lay down in the morning yeah i believe there's a storm coming in tonight right yeah 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 it's supposed to it's supposed to start raining here anytime so yeah um what's uh what are you looking for tomorrow? And as the week plays on, I know we were talking on the podcast a while ago that last week they were hammering right off the roost, but uh, Brian seems to think they've quieted down quite a bit this week. Is that what you're kind of what you're looking for tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure with it being windy and rainy tonight, they probably ain't going to be talking a whole lot. First thing I'm hoping that they are because I'm going to try to just go into work late tomorrow. Um, so hopefully it's something I can get one to gobble right away and I can just get in on him and, get it taken care of fast but um i know that they've just been kind of following hints lately is what i've noticed so if i can catch them doing that in one of the field that's when that reaper fan really comes in to play because you get out there with them whenever they're following hens around and all you do is just go towards those hands and they, those toms just can't take it so yeah. they just uh you know they they gotta come fight you once they is that um is that the only thing you're using as far as decoys or, or are you putting deeks out too uh, no, I was running decoys um, during youth season. My boy killed one, and I had a uh, – I used Avian X decoys. They, uh, I used a quarter strut Jake, and I had a feeder hen out. And I had – we called in a, a hog, but for some reason he got all the way to him and got spooky and took off. And as soon as he left, three more come in together, and they all puffed up on the decoy. And, you know, Nathan didn't give him a whole lot of time to fight fight it so he, he had an itchy trigger finger so as soon as i seen the opportunity i told him to let it rip and and he uh he did it but uh yeah usually i'll run a decoy if i'm if i'm gonna try to sit and call him but like in the morning i'm just gonna kind of be running and gunning so um i'm probably just gonna 
take my fan with me and just try to get in on one real quick if I can. Okay, cool. Well, good luck to you tomorrow. And as the week plays on, we might get back with you here in the next week or so as the season draws up to a close just so we can see what they're doing again. But uh, good luck, man. Um, I'm sure you'll have another one down before you work. You're going into work late tomorrow, and I know yeah, you're off Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going so, home. Hopefully, I, hopefully I can tag up tomorrow. That way, I can worry about calling for my dad this weekend, and then next weekend, mom is ready to get out and uh, ready to kill one. So she's itching. I was on my way home yesterday, and she calls me. and She goes, "Hey, there's one strutting up the middle of our road right now." Because she, <laughs> she's working from home, so she's literally sitting in my recliner in the living room, and looks out the front window of the house, and there was a hen walking up our road, and then right behind her was a town in full strut. Damn. So I should have just stayed well, home. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, last question for you. I've been asking all the guys this. You find any mushrooms? I have not found any. And Damn. I look every time we go. And there's, we've been, you know, you know, it's like whenever you're going up to turkeys, I mean, you're covering all kinds of ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, just, I look, there's a couple spots out at our, our place in Hillsboro that was, was always found uh, mushrooms. I looked again yesterday and I still haven't found any. Yeah. I know some guys were finding piles of them, but I haven't been lucky enough to find any yet. It has been. We had a stretch there in the fall or just the last couple of weeks. I said the fall, the spring here, where it was a, l- a little bit dry. And I wonder if maybe that's kind of hurt them. But uh, I know Brian's found a mess of them and it aggravates the snot out of me because I haven't found any. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I would like to because if I were to ever go to prison and I had one last meal, it would be a fried turkey breast and morel mushrooms. But You're damn right. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'll take the mushrooms over the turkey. <laughs> well, you know, it's just a good combo. I'll either yeah. take that or a mess of crappie with some morel mushrooms. Either one I'm fine with. But Yeah, uh, both a good spring meal, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You, you can't beat those. But, well, yeah, hopefully I'd like to find some. So hopefully you do too. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, good luck tomorrow. We'll talk to you down the line here pretty quick. And uh, we are going to get together for another big podcast here where we can sit around and drink some beer and act stupid. All right. Hey, that sounds good to me. I'm ready. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, you too, buddy. Hey, my thanks to Brian Johnson, Matt O'Harver, and Ronnie Belfield for joining me tonight. Uh, don't forget to let us know what you're seeing. Check out our Facebook page page at Busting Beaks and Chasing Tales. Also, if you go on iTunes, give us a rating. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, Hope you guys and gals are successful in the turkey woods. Um, Be safe. Identify those targets. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales.